0: Guess who's back? It's Lacey, and I'm so thrilled to be back on the mic. I missed you guys. I missed sitting down and hopping in your earbuds. And uh, while it was great to have some time away with family to rest, it was so awesome to still be able to hear Michelle and Elizabeth's voice through the podcast. I stayed up to date, and it was such great content. And I'm so, just so thrilled to be on this journey. So, Today it is no secret to you that we are from the south. I think by this point you might hear it in our voice, you might hear it in just our our tone. You know, you might have these things in your head of a southern woman and maybe we fit those bills, but maybe we don't. But one thing that is true, I think for all of us, are that there are these Just these phrases, these Southern phrases that, you know, not that we are defined by being from the South, but these phrases are just stuck in our heads, either from our childhood or from our families. And today's phrase that we are going to talk about is honey, shut your mouth. And what happens when we shut our mouth? When we shut our mouths, we can listen. And I have really learned and am still learning the power of listening, how powerful it can be in our relationships, in our business, especially from a place of leadership. So today we are going to learn to shut our mouths, to listen, and then we're going to see just the impact that that can make in our lives. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up and coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now, here are your hive hostesses three southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees Lacey, Michelle, and Alyssa. So let's dig into this. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because it's honestly something that I've been learning a lot about myself probably over the last two years, but specifically in the last six months. And, you know, can we just get it on the table that we're probably always going to reference the Enneagram? (laughs) We're probably just always going to reference a few same things over and over and over again. But for me, the Enneagram has been so transformative, especially in the last six months of my life. And listening and the struggle with listening has really come to the forefront of my mind as I have been just on this journey of... Really deep growth or seeking really deep growth. So, I'm a seven, and sevens have this really frustrating tendency, but can also be a huge gift. Uh, but in this category specifically, it can be frustrating to be a problem solver. So, I don't like discomfort, and I especially don't like discomfort in conversation. And so, when someone comes to me with a situation or with a problem, I I rarely let them finish their thought before I am already either in my mind and usually with my voice, I've already solved it. I've already jumped in. I've already cut them off. I've already said, we're going to do X, Y, Z. It's all going to be fine. You can do this. You know, and part of that, yes, is trying to empower them and to get them out of that stuck place or whatever it may be, but what I should do is be able to listen. But before we get into some of these bullet points that I think you're really going to want to keep with you, I want to tell you a story. And this story is about my dear friend and mentor, Emily. Uh, Just like the Enneagram, it's probably going to stick around. Emily's probably going to stick around. So You'll just be getting to know her over time, but and I can't wait to have her on one day. But before then, I want to tell you a story about something that she learned about listening, and this has been really transformative for both she and I. We have very similar personality types, and so if you identify with my personality type at all, then maybe you will really get this too. So she was at this conference, and she sat down next to this woman who um, was— also working in our business. And she just struck up a conversation. And she they talked for a whole dinner and a really long time. And she came away feeling like she had just learned so much. And she ran back to our friends and um, at the end of the dinner and said, y'all, I just had the best conversation. I just learned so much through that dinner. And they said, well, what did you learn? And she said, and the whole point was like, what did that person share with you that you didn't already know? And she said, um, actually she didn't share anything. She just asked me questions and listened. And all she had done was chosen really strong, wise questions to ask Emily throughout the course of the dinner that would allow Emily to either share her perspective or self-discover or whatever. And so what that showed me was, gosh, what can happen when we are armed with information, like you heard on our last podcast? Armed with information, I don't have to just share information because armed with information, I can just ask really good questions and I can listen. And so, being armed with really powerful information can still be an asset to being a good listener. And so, I want to break that down for us today. And I just, I love that story so much. And I think about it all the time. Even in my business that I sold, I, towards the end, and issues would come up and problems would arise and it's hard for me it's hard as um a seven on the enneagram to you know sit in uncomfortable situations I'm always you know trying to chase after a solution and I'm always trying to jump into you know fixing something. It's very difficult for me to sit in something that might not feel good in the moment, which leads me to talking and leads leads me to using my voice and so I want to break this down into a couple of key points that I think is going to be really helpful for all of us. If you're a natural listener, first of all, can I just say that is so awesome. (laughs) That is so awesome. If you do not struggle with this, because if you're able to just naturally soak in what people have to say, it's just so comforting and calming. And I know those people in my life, I am not one of them. This is a practice that I have to really, really try at getting and getting better at. Um, But I do know those people in my life that I know I can call them up. And they're not going to say a word until I'm finished. And what a refreshing gift that is. Um, So I want to tell you this, I was, as I was thinking about this and preparing for this episode this this just this phrase came to my mind and I do want you to write it down again pen and paper out right hopefully you've already got that drill down Um, but what if think about this and I hope you agree with me let me know if you agree because I'd love to know but isn't a self-discovered solution going to stick with us so much more than one that someone else gives us ever will like as I think about my journey through being led by my mentors and people in my life, I, I can look back on the times where, like even in Emily's example, she was she had she was able to self-discover all of these things through questions that she was asked by this wise woman because she gave her the opportunity to do so. But how often do we not listen and do we not shut our mouth and we just throw solutions at people and we throw these ideas that they should or shouldn't do at them? But instead, what if we just ask the right questions and allow them to self-discover? Isn't that going to create such a more lasting impact? And uh, isn't that result going to stick? I really think it will. So I just I fully believe that a self-discovered solution will stick far more than a solution that we give others ever, ever will. And so I have three points to share with you um, with that overall theme being Just not being afraid to just listen um, and knowing that we can still use our powerful information that we are armed with to be a good listener. So number one, when a friend comes to you, you cannot solve a problem for them that you do not fully understand. And so there have been about a trillion times that a friend has come with me with an issue and with three words in, I just start talking for them. Oh, I know. I, I know all about that. I totally understand, you know, how you feel. Oh, and you just need to do this, this, and this. And if you do X, Y, Z, this will happen and everything's going to be fine and it will all be tied in a blah, 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 blah." And I don't, I, but, ha, but I haven't even had time to really fully understand the problem. I've already cut them off. I've already, you know, told them that I've got this, we can handle this, but I don't even fully understand because I haven't given them um, the opportunity to fully explain to me and I have not listened so, secondly though, maybe they aren't even asking for a solution and I think that is so important to know. How many times have you has your heart been broken? I remember you know, I've experienced heartbreak in my life, and I remember calling a friend one night, and I knew, I mean, it's that heartbreak that you're you are so crushed, and you just, it's like, a, it turns into like a physical pain, you know, the, what that feels like, and I called my friend, and I was sitting in my condo by myself, and I called her, and I just knew in my head, I was like, she's going to have a solution for me. She's going to have... She's going to be able to solve this. And she picked up the phone and I told her how I felt. And I said, I'm just so lonely. And she said, well, all I know to tell you is to sit in it, just sit there, sit in the loneliness and get, just get used to what that feels like. And what she was saying was she had listened to everything I had to say. She had listened to all of my pain and there was no solution, but what she encouraged and challenged me to do was to not continue running away from the pain. But especially as a seven, if you are a seven, you do not like to sit in pain. (laughs) I had to sit in it. There was no way out other than straight through it, straight through the pain. And in that moment, in that night, it was just to sit there and to get used to the silence and, and those walls and all the things. And so looking back, I can see how powerful that was. What if she would have told me, Oh, if you'll just go, you know, just get dressed and go out with your girlfriends and oh, just go, you know, shop online. Like how detrimental. And now I'm not going to tell you that I'm good at sitting in pain, but I'm a lot better. I am getting better every day at experiencing things that don't feel good and sitting in it for just a minute before I feel like I have to jump to the next thing or run to the next thing. Which leads me to the last point. Try to get more comfortable in the discomfort. And so if someone's coming to you and they consider you a great problem solver in their life, or you're just, you know, you're, you're one of their five people. We talked about a close knit circle in the last episode. When you, when those people come to you with real life issues, if you're like me, you don't want them to feel pain and you certainly don't want to sit in pain. And I find myself all the time thinking, how quickly can we get out of this place? It could be a conversation about, disagreeing about where we're going to go eat dinner, (laughs) or it could be something really, you know, really deep and painful, like from like a, you know, painful issue being brought up from childhood or whatever. It doesn't matter if it's uncomfortable. I don't want to be in it, which is why I generally wear athleisure. (laughs) You will rarely find me in a cocktail dress because I like comfort, right? So it's all the same. And I think if we can get so much more comfortable with sitting in things that don't feel good, how much better of a listener would we be able to be? If our friends and our people and, our, and the people in our lives are coming to us with, with issues and with questions or with problems, what if we could just sit there for a little bit longer? What if we could sit there long enough to think of wise and strong questions to ask them? And what if those questions led to them self discovering? really important things, really important solutions, and solutions that are going to stick with them far longer, far longer than our advice ever will. I hope that that is a peek into uh, the seven on the Enneagram struggle with listening. I don't think that it's just unique to sevens, though. I think that, you know, if you are um, just a human (laughs) by human nature, uh, can so often lend itself to not being a good listener. We move through life too fast. Right, don't you agree? We move through life too fast. We're we're just not slowing down, stopping long enough to smell the roses, literally or figuratively. Um, we're not slowing down enough to take our time through, you know, important conversations with friends at coffee. We rush through a lunch meeting because we've got to be somewhere else. Um, so I think slowing down, shutting our mouth, and being willing to sit in uncomfortable situations, sometimes just a little longer to see what might happen can be so super powerful. I would love to know if you're a good listener. (laughs) I would love to know if this comes easy to you. If you love listening, I would love to know if you're on the journey to becoming a better listener yourself. What I can guarantee you is that if you're on any sort of leadership journey, if you're in a leadership position, learning to be a better listener is going to drastically transform your journey and where you are. So it is just my joy to spend this time with you. I Honestly, I, it might be a little weird, but I really feel like we're just hanging together. I feel like we're hanging out together and having this really important and fruitful conversation. And that makes me like all kinds of happy. So um, it would just mean the world if you would let me know that you listened, whether that's by screenshotting this, shooting me a DM on Instagram, Instagram. Um, Hopefully you've, you've already found me, but if th- this is your first Honey Hush episode to listen to, I am Lacey underscore Lately on Instagram. That's L-A-C-Y underscore L-A-T-E-L-Y. Would love, love, love to connect you there. And I can't promise you much, but I can promise you cute pictures of my kiddo and some travel stuff. So definitely meet me there. Um, Also, I definitely hope you're following along with us on Honey Hush Hive on Instagram as well. Um, It's just our joy to um, use what we really feel like God's gifted us with to to love on you guys. So um, please share this. Please subscribe. And it means the world to us each and every time you do that. So until we meet again next time, guys, on Honey Hush.